Hi everyone, my name is Mark Giovannini and I am an Organizational Readiness Coordinator located in St. Louis, Missouri, and you are listening to the Whisper Loud podcast, where we give folks a seat at the table to have candid conversations on careers and decisions faced by women in seed production. In the words of Martin Luther King Jr., find a voice in a whisper. Welcome to another episode of the Whisper Loud podcast, where we have candid chats about career progression, motivation, reservations, and those tough decisions or moments faced by women in seed production. Hi, I'm Casty North, excited to be back with you all today. I'm currently the Global Seed Quality Systems and Excellence Lead based out of St. Louis, Missouri. And I'm here joined by a couple great co-hosts, so I'm gonna let them introduce themselves. Christine, would you like to go first? Yes, thank you and welcome back everyone. I'm Christine Raska. I'm a senior production lead of supporting functions for a commercial cotton facility and I'll pass it off to Allie. Thanks, Christine. Uh, my name is Allie Jack. I'm excited to be back again as well. I am a product pipeline specialist and I am located in Iowa. This morning I get the pleasure of introducing our guest Hannah Neuanschwander. Hannah is a brand service lead leading customer operations for national brand seed in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, and Missouri. In this role, she supports a team of customer service professionals and coordinates across multiple internal functions to ensure our customers are getting the superior experience they expect when purchasing our products. Growing up in Texas, Hannah was heavily involved in 4-H and received a Bachelor's of Science in Animal Science from Texas A&M University. She began her career by accepting an entry-level leadership position at a soybean facility in Illinois, which would take her 1,300 miles from everyone and everything that she'd ever known. With this being her first big step and having no prior experience in seed production or with row crops, Hannah began her journey as she continues to it this day, pushing the boundaries of her comfort zone and living by the motto, if you get a chance, take it. If it changes your life, let it. Over the past eight years, she has held leadership roles of increasing responsibility at three seed production facilities across Illinois and Iowa before stepping into the customer service organization, where her extensive manufacturing background provides her a unique perspective. In addition to her day-to-day responsibilities, Hannah has actively been involved in women's networks and organizations like Sigma Alpha throughout her career as a way to give back for the support and counsel she's received from other women over the years. She's found a passion for networking and speaking to students and young professionals about having the courage to step out of their comfort zone and answer calls to adventure. Hannah, we want to welcome you and are excited to dive into conversation today. And with traditional fashion, we are going to open up with our Whisper Loud tagline question. Um, So what I want to ask is, what is something you would never whisper but would always shout from the rooftops? Thanks, Sally, and I appreciate you guys inviting me on. It's really an honor. And um, I just love this question, even before being invited on here. um, I listened to every single episode, and every time I heard you ask a guest this question, I thought, like, what would I say? Um, And I think if I had to pick one thing, it's that there are things out there in this world waiting for you that you haven't even dreamed of yet and that you don't even know to want. And I think that's the adventure, right? Getting up, going out and finding those things that are meant for you. 
And in my mind, like what better thing do you have to do with the short time that we're given? Awesome. Thanks for that, Hannah. And really excited for the conversation we're about to have here today. I think um, as we kick off, I'd love to hear kind of your early beginnings, right? Um, you completed your degree and made that decision to move those 1300 miles from home um, in a role that wasn't exactly aligned with what you got your degree in. So maybe walk us through your thought process. How did you decide to make that first big leap for yourself? Well, to paint a bit of a picture first, um, I landed on the animal science degree after exploring a lot of different options. Um, in my mind, I thought a degree equaled a career path. So I dabbled in a bunch of different options that I had like a direct connection to a career. So like I thought about psychology to be a therapist, math to be a math teacher. Um, and honestly, I was drawn to animal science from the beginning, but because I didn't want to be a vet, I didn't know like what a career with that degree would look like. So I avoided it for a while, but ultimately uh, decided to study something that I was passionate about, which was animals and horses and see where that would take me. So all of that to say, uh, I didn't really have like a well-laid plan for my animal science degree. And actually at the time that I received my offer, for this company, I had actually just completed a third round interview with a company in College Station, which is where, you know, my college town was. Um, it was a customer support role for a company that offered um, retail management software for like automobile parts. And that's so random, but I, I honestly only applied because I kind of didn't want to leave College Station. All my friends were there. I had really established, you know, a life there. And I remember they had like toured me around the cube farm that I would be in. They introduced me to the people I'd be working with and even like the head of the department. So I was, I had a very good feeling that an offer was coming at the time that I received um, the offer for this company. So I really found myself face to face with the decision of whether to stay in my comfort zone, which was my college town, or to step into the unknown and answer that call to adventure that was mentioned in my bio. Um, I wish I could say there was some super calculated things that went into that choice, but honestly, it all just boiled down to a leap of faith. And sometimes I think that's all we have. Um, I think that's, you know, really great that you kind of took a leap of faith and, and got out of your comfort zone and, and tried something new. So um, when it comes to telling your story and kind of creating your own brand, how did you influence others with that story to their craft and to make their destiny their own? Well, when I'm speaking to students or, um, you know, mentees, those that are early in career, I like to take myself back to when I was in their shoes. Um, I remember when I was in high school, looking around me and thinking that everyone had their futures figured out and I was the only one not able to see like a clear path ahead for what mine would look like. And uh, for me, it's actually even worse than that because I'm a, I'm a C on the DISC profile, conscientious, and on the big five personality test, I'm also in the 95th percentile for conscientiousness. So the fact of not having a plan or a checklist that I could follow was seriously anxiety inducing for me. Um, so I put myself in those shoes and today I think way more people probably felt the way that I did, 
Uh, so I just want to try to be open to that about that, and I like to reassure others that it's it's normal. Um, I wish someone would have told me that, but I, I think we all kind of grow up hearing, um, you know, you can you can be anything that you want to be, and for me, um, that's both a very empowering thought, but it also, in my mind, came with a lot of responsibility to like if I can be anything, I need to go out and be someone, you know, it's kind of like on me to make that happen. And the, I think the moment that I really internalized the idea that I'm truly in control of my own destiny was freeing and terrifying. <laughs> I remember the exact moment that this hit me, actually, I was, uh, it was my second summer with the company, you know, I'm 22 years old, I'm helping another site with corn detasseling. And I was driving down some back road in Illinois with, you know, the, the bluest sky, the greenest crops all around me, windows down, music kind of going. And I remember just realizing, like, I did this. I got myself here in this job, in a place far from home, really by making decisions that, frankly, I was free to change at any given time, right? I could make a decision to take my life in a different path if I wanted to. And I knew that I could do that because I had already done it once before. So I think, um, you know, just trying to highlight to people that there's no wrong decisions, right? There's just the decisions that you make that put you on a path, you know, a different tra trajectory. And if you make a decision in a role or, you know, relationship in life that you don't want, like nothing is stopping you from changing your mind and going in a different direction. And so one of the things that I, like to talk to people about is there, you know, how do I find my destiny? How do I find those things that are meant for me? Um, I talk about finding your fire. And if you look around you, your friends, your family, your coworkers, everyone has an affinity for something different. There's different things that they're good at, different things that they're gravitated to. So when I talk about finding your fire, what I mean is um, those moments when you're having conversations with people or you're reading an article or, you know, your head's down, you're working on a project and time is like moving at a different speed, right? You're in the zone. In my mind, those are the fires that are meant for you. So in those moments, be thinking about like, what is it about this conversation or what is it about this project that is really pulling me in? And I think those are kind of like the universe's way of telling you like, hey, that's your fire. That's a direction you should pursue. And the example for me of how I got here is you know, I, I loved horses, so I pursued a degree in animal science. When I was in animal science, I learned that I really liked sustainability in agriculture. And when I got an offer from a company that was, you know, heavily involved in that, I followed that, right? So it doesn't mean that that fire is going to stay the same. It's just kind of like a trail that leads you somewhere um, that helps you get where you're meant to be. And I really like that concept of maybe while you're in the middle of something, whether it's something you're doing at work, something you're doing with friends, just as the world is moving around you and you're in that moment of flow or you're in that moment of fire, you, you stop down and ground yourself and say, I recognize that this is a moment that has just sparked something in me and I'm going to, to take that path and follow it and lean into the curiosity that I have in this moment and really see what that's about. Something I am um, interested in knowing a little bit more about is making that shift from being a person with a plan, needing a plan, and like internally having 
to have that before you take your next step, you make calculated risks. Um, how did you become comfortable with the uncertainty of that path that is kind of lit up with fire where, you know, historically your mind was animal science means I'm going to work with animals. I'm similar. I, I have a similar work through that uncomfortable thought process or feeling that they're going through as they're making those choices. Well, um, I guess one side effect, and this really goes back to that decision I mentioned when I, you know, made that leap of faith to go 1300 miles from home and start my adventure. One side effect of that first big step out of my comfort zone was actually finding out that I wasn't going to melt into a puddle and that I realized I was capable of more than I thought. Um, and, you know, speaking of the, the C personality type, I'm, I'm also an introvert by nature. And one of my main stressors on the DISC profile is actually, quote unquote, being forced to mingle with strangers. And I think for a long time, I used those traits, um, you know, an introvert, uh, I use that as an excuse to say, well, this just means I'm shy. I'm not good at talking to people or networking, and that's just the way I am. <laughs> you know, everyone's always told you're okay the way you are. And yeah, you know, maybe so, <laughs> but you can also be more. And that's really the idea of potential. And I remember at one point I heard someone describe the difference between introverts and extroverts in a way that really shattered my perception of myself because in short, it was that extroverts are energized by being around people and introverts are drained by it. And like nowhere in that simple definition leaves room to say, well, I'm shy and I can't talk to people or I can't do those things. So I think that understanding really changed my mindset and I started to see those traits as strengths that I could use to my advantage instead of excuses as to why I couldn't do something that was out of my comfort zone. And what I quickly found out after that first step is that every time I made a decision that scared me a little, I grew as a person in ways that I could not have grown if I'd chosen to stay comfortable. And I think realizing that it doesn't have to be like huge life altering decisions, like moving across the country, right? It can be small things like going off of mute in a call with a hundred people and asking a question or, or sharing your two cents or giving uh, uncomfortable feedback to a colleague when you know it's gonna help them, but it's, it's not something that you know, you're looking forward to. It can be small things like that. And I think when people start doing that, they realize that they can do hard things and that's just something that you should keep pushing the boundaries of. So this is why I love this podcast. When you were talking about kind of your early decision-making, Hannah, and you talked about the, you know, should I go into psychology and become a therapist? I immediately thought of Allie because I know that, you know, that that's her background. And it just amazes me that we've been able to interact and connect, you know, working in the industry and the, the company that we do, but do come from such diverse backgrounds. So just wanted to call that out. I think one thing, Hannah, um, I'd be interested to explore with you much to Ali's point I love the whole concept of like finding your fire I I personally from my own experience feel like early in your career maybe you don't have enough experiences yet to know what gives you that fire or you're cautious to name it because um, it might put you kind of in a specific path so 
I know you've had the opportunity to coach, mentor, and lead a lot of people. Um, how do you go about helping people find their fire and naming it if they're maybe not in a place where they see it in themselves yet? Any advice there? Well, I think you, you definitely have to look to mentors and the leaders around you. Um, there's been, I think, almost every role that I've ever taken, you know, a promotion or a step in, my leader has kind of had to push me first to say like, they see something in me that I'm not recognizing in myself. So if you have people around you, whether it's at work or outside of work, that is kind of pushing you in those directions to say, hey, I think, you know, I think you're ready for the next thing. You need to listen to them because they see something in you that you don't see in yourself yet. Um, and that's something that I try to emulate as a leader myself is that I try to provide to people as well. Yeah, I love that because I think that nudge is highly necessary for a lot of people to stop maybe and reflect. Maybe they haven't created that time or space to to see it in themselves. Or I think a lot of times we fall into the trap that we think how we operate is just how everyone operates. So we don't see our own uniqueness or strengths that we bring to roles, teams, and projects. So, um, yeah, and I think, you know, I've, I've talked to a lot of people even in the last year that are kind of wondering, like, am I ready for the next thing? Um, or maybe they're offered a position and they're hesitant for it. You know, they look at themselves and they're like, like, that's not me. I don't think I could do that. Um, two things I, or one thing I really like to ask people is, um, are you, uh, unsure of this position because you're scared? And if that's the case, then that's something that we need to explore a little bit when it comes to comfort zones and pushing your boundaries, or because it doesn't match, you know, those fires, those things that drive passion in you. And so I think it's important to recognize the difference between those two so that you know when you're um, pushing that boundary, that edge of your comfort zone, or when it's really something that's not right for you. Yeah, I am kind of curious. I feel like this, you know, your current role right now is very different than previous roles, you know, not working in production anymore. Uh, has like the perception of yourself changed, you know, with these leaders and stuff pushing or is there still a lot of things that you don't see in yourself and, and what have you done to kind of grow and, and maybe not have as much imposter syndrome? Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, I certainly have suffered from the imposter syndrome and in terms of, you know, making this switch to a different organization within the company, um, it was something that I had to remind myself, okay, eight years ago, you walked into a soybean seed production facility, having never seen a soybean plant before. And like, look what you learned and look what you were able to do. So I had to remind myself, like I've started from scratch before. And this time I'm not even starting from scratch, right? I know the company, I understand the business. And there's been, you know, a fire hose of things that I've had to soak up over the past five months, but I've, I've done it all with the kind of confidence that I can do it again because I've already done it once before. Um, when it comes to the imposter syndrome piece, I heard a quote once um, that says, compare yourself to who you were yesterday and not who someone else is today. And what this means to me is that no one has the exact same experiences that I have, the same background, faced the same obstacles that I faced. So when I look around and want to compare myself to someone else who, you know, I think is doing better than me, I really have to stop myself and say, you know, am I trying to be better than that person? Or am I trying to be better than the person that I was yesterday? And, and re that's really the only fair comparison. 
Otherwise it's apples to oranges, right? You have to compare yourself to yourself and no one else. And that's something that um, every time I feel that kind of imposter syndrome sneaking back in that I have to remind myself of. Hannah, I, I love that too, because I think, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about imposter syndrome, you know, being a women's network and, and some of the barriers we impose on ourselves. I recently read something that talked about, kind of to your point too, um, that folks that adopt a growth mindset, which I think you very much exhibit, are going to have better performance and uh, more success just because they're confident in their abilities to learn and improve. So um, thanks for sharing that and reminding us that we're our own benchmark and that's what we should be uh, focused on. I mean, honestly, I just want to like take that little clip and make it go viral of um, you with that quote. And just for even like young women, that's something that everyone can take. You know, nowadays, like everyone is always comparing everyone to everyone else. Well, why am I, you know, still in this job and this person keeps on getting promoted and, and, or why don't I look like her and things like that, you know? So I think, yeah, Christine, I, I agree that as Hannah was talking, I, I wrote down that quote. And I think that's something, you know, I need to remind myself of daily and, and find ways to work that in as I feel imposter syndrome creep in myself or as I'm at a fork in the road and not sure which kind of path to take. But Hannah, I'm curious, you, what advice do you might offer our listeners on exploring their edge and maybe pushing boundaries? So there's a analogy that I like to give. We all know that fish in small bowls don't like reach their full potential, right? And the bad news for fish is they don't get to choose the size of their bowl. But the good news for us is we aren't fish and we do get to choose the size of our bowl or our comfort zone. And each time you take a step or even place a toe outside of your comfort zone, you're growing it. You can kind of think of it like if you're wandering in dark woods with a flashlight and you take a step towards the darkness, your light follows you, right? And that fights off a little bit more of the chaos, um, a little bit more of the unknown. And what I've really learned is that in those moments where your heart is pounding in your chest, your palms are starting to get clammy or you feel like that blood really pulsing in your head, those are your body's fear responses. That's your body telling you, you're bumping up against your comfort zone. And it's in those moments that you need to show up for yourself and say yes to that opportunity. Um, or, you know, like I said before, it can be small things like coming off mute to ask a question. You'll find if you do this continually, um, you'll find out two things. One is you can do hard things and two other people will start to notice, right? You'll be gaining visibility in your organization through those times when you speak up or, or raise your hand for a project. And just to be clear, so you guys know I don't have this all figured out. Um, I don't wanna come across like some sort of fearless crusader. Um, it's, it's not that you get less afraid, like coming on this podcast before you guys hit record, my heart was pounding in my chest, right? It's not that I'm less afraid, it's that I've gotten more brave and those are, those are two different things. So my advice would really be that you should make it your goal every day to push those boundaries of what you think you're capable of. 
And if you do that every day for a month or a year or five years, just imagine where that will take you. And I feel like you paint a very vivid picture and I feel like I'm kind of on an expedition with you and <laughs> want to become an explorer and pack up my backpack and bring my flashlight now. So thanks for being so kind of colorful in your responses to, to bring us along with you. I think as we kind of look to wrap up here today, one question I'd have for you to also build off that is, you know, early in your career, and I use that word loosely, it feels like you get a lot of pressure to like figure out your path and what you want. And that kind of sticks around when you have your, you know, development dialogues and performance reviews. Um, maybe how have you thought about gaining experiences versus seeking a very specific career path and or what do those conversations look like if you, you know, coach and mentor folks that are kind of stuck on that question of what do you want for a career? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Um, and, you know, having just now strayed from the typical, you know, uh, linear path at a production location, I guess the question that I, I ask people is, are you comfortable? When you go to work, are you comfortable? Can you answer every question? Can you do every task? You know, are you, are you quote unquote skating by? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's plenty of people who hit that groove in their career and they're at a place in their life with their family or whatever that may be where they're like, this is it, this is where I'm gonna be. And you can make such a big impact in those roles. Those people that are, you know, the rocks of these locations that have the knowledge and the background and the history. So there's just to be clear, nothing wrong at all with that. But if you're someone who is looking for more or sees yourself doing something different in your career, taking your career path further, um, asking yourself like, am I comfortable? Can, do I go to work every day? Am I being challenged? And, and there's always challenges, right? We work in agriculture, we work in manufacturing locations. So there's always going to be things that pop up that, you know, you have to navigate. And that's part of what makes it exciting for those who, who do want to stay where they're at in the role that they're in. There's always going to be a challenge. But um, if you feel like you've soaked up everything that you can from the position that you're in and you're ready for the next thing, again, it's, it's kind of finding that fire. Like, what is it about being a production manager at this site that you like? Is it the problem solving? Is it the data analytics? Is it the people leadership, right? And as you have conversations with your leader or mentors or, or others in the company, um, really start to explore those specific kind of responsibilities that a role might have so that you can, can seek those types of roles out. Because it's very hard you know, searching on the job board, you don't know what the titles mean, especially if they're outside of the organization you're familiar with. So I think it's really important to understand your fire, those things that, um, you know, make the time move at a different speed and really leverage your network and the people around you to help identify what roles might allow you to kind of explore that more. Well, Hannah, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I feel like I had a little mini therapy session today, uh, just a lot of like self-awakening and aha moments. I think you know, a lot of listeners are, are going to have that as well. And there, there are plenty of takeaways here. So really appreciate the time that you spent with us and um, look forward to hearing from you again. Thank you guys so much. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Hannah.